All right, so Rohan, um, I guess since the draft is like three days away, I guess we should talk about that. Um, so the number one pick's pretty pretty hotly contested. It looks like Aiden Hutchinson might be. It also looks like Trevon Walker might might be might be part of it. Guys, 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 I know a way we can save Debo. Graham, what the hell are you doing here? Debo needs saving? We can bring him home. We can keep him home for all eternity. I know a way. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Graham is our uh, in-house Niners fan. Graham, Graham, Debo is gone. You need to accept that. You requested a trade. It's over, buddy. Just give me one chance. Young when I first saw you, I close my eyes and the flashback starts. I'm standing there on my carpet in San Diego air. See the lights, see the party, the draft suits, see you make your way through the crowd and say hello. Little did I know. That you were a wide back, you were scoring touchdowns, and Kyle Shanny said, Stay away from Salah's Jets. And I was crying in the club, begging you, please don't go. And I said, Debo Samuel, take me to the Super Bowl, I'll be waiting. All there's left to do is sign, you'll be the wide back, and I'll be. The humble fan, it's a draft story. Debo, just say yes. Debo, save me. Schefter telling me how to feel. This love is difficult, but it is real. Don't be afraid, we'll make it out of this mess. It's a draft story. Debo, just say yes. Debo, 19 problems. Come back home, man. Come back home. They don't need you. Don't do it for them. Do it for me, please, Diva. Please. And I got tired of waiting. Wondering if you were ever coming around. My faith in you is fading. Until I met you on the outskirts of San Fran. And I said, Debo, save me, we lost the NFC, I keep waiting for you, but you never sign, is this in my head, I don't know what to think, you knelt to the ground and pulled out a pen and said, stay with me, Graham, you'll never have to be alone, I love the Niners, and that's all I really know, I talk to Jimmy, go pick out a jersey, it's a draft story, maybe just say yes. Crap, you got me emotional. <laughs> Debo. Debo. Debo, please come. Come back home. Uh, so not really sure how we top that. Um, let's just, uh, let's just roll the intro music.
never been on the turf. Um, my name is Arjun Ryan, and I'm very confused as to what just happened, even though I thought it was a pretty good song. It was an incredible song. By the way, I'm Rohan Patel. Um, not sure how Graham is doing, but we'll catch up with them later. Yeah. This is my first time meeting Graham, uh, but that was pretty cool. I'm Shree, by the way. But yeah, uh, so in the theme of talking about the draft, uh, and obviously Debo Samuel maybe move this week, uh, and we're about three days away from the draft, um, let's talk all things draft today. Um, there's a lot to get through. We went through a lot of it last week as well. Um, so today we're going to be doing something kind of interesting, kind of covering all of draft weekend, not just the first round. Um, starting out, let's just talk it, it, what we call it here. We're going to call it three threes for the draft. So we're going to be talking about our favorite picks or like the picks that will decide the draft um, first. Then we're going to be talking about potential busts in the draft that teams are valuing highly and sleeper picks that teams may not be giving as much credit as they need to. Um, so let's start out with the picks that are going to decide the draft. All right. So I think personally, the Texans pick at number three is just so crucial for the draft. The Texans could go offensive line. So that could be Ika McWanu, Evan Neal, Charles Cross, or they could go defensive line with like Trayvon Walker if he drops, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson. Those are just great players. And I feel like whatever happens there, it's going to decide everything else because I feel like teams like the New York Giants who are looking for the offensive line could go offensive line if the Texans choose to go defensive line. I really don't know what's going to happen here, and I feel like it just sets the tone for like later first-round picks and even like early second-round picks. I mean, this position group has been so good, like the defensive line and offensive line groups. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see about the Houston Texans. Yeah, I, I think I, I definitely agree there. The Texans hold a lot of cards in their deck right now. Um, you know, I know we, we just published our mock draft earlier today, and we had the Texans taking Kayvon Thibodeau. I'm starting to think they may be taking Ika McQuanu, um, the offensive lineman who can play guard and tackle. Um, and if that's true, I think the New York Jets are the ones, and actually both New York teams are the ones who stand to benefit from, from that. Because think about it. Then the Giants, you know, it's, it makes the pick pretty easy for them. They take Evan Neal. But the Jets, they can take Kayvon Thibodeau, who falls right into their laps, to make a deadly pass rushing duo potentially with Carl Lawson. Um, and I, I think the Jets, if they get those, and they got 10 who may be used on Debo Samuel, but maybe could be used in the draft as well, the Jets could walk out with a haul in the top 10. Yeah, I got to agree. I think that the Texans, uh, well, we've had we've had the top three edges being mocked, uh, you know, in the top three for a while. And I think most people do have that. But the Texans, as you said, I think that taking Ike McQuanu or maybe even Evan Neal could be too enticing of a tackle prospect to pass up right now, especially when you're trying to build a team and probably take a quarterback next year. I think taking an offensive ah, line hey, makes hey, a lot don't of sense. Don't talk about Davis Mills that way. Hey, Davis, Davis Mills. God, believe okay. in Davis. Okay, okay, sorry. Sorry for just pointing out the obvious here. Look, that neck <laughs> can do wonders, okay? Davis Davis Mills is going to be a fantastic I'm not, okay, maybe I'm not fantastic. I'm a little hyperbolic today. Okay. But well, well, Davis but, but is going to be good. My point is, then you take, a, you take a tackle to protect Davis Mills. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's going to be a really interesting pick. Or maybe they take upside on Kayvon Thibodeau or Trayvon Walker. And run with that pick and hope it turns out to be a really good edge player. And speaking of Trayvon Walker, let's briefly touch on this. Last week, we talked about the number one pick. Um, we thought it was going to be Hutchinson, but today, the betting market and everyone seems to think that Trayvon Walker is going to be the the, the Jaguars pick at one. Um, the Jaguars, uh, there's there's new reporting that the Jaguars are, are going to go with a surprise pick at one. So Hutchinson's obviously not a surprise, right? But... That seems like it's Trevon Walker music. It could be Kayvon Thibodeau, but I don't see it happening, even though he may be the best player in the draft. But 
I want to talk about a pick that I think has been talked about a ton this offseason. For me, I think this really decides the tone of the draft and the tone of this franchise. The Carolina Panthers are in a terrible situation in this draft. Let's, let's be real about it, right? They cannot find anyone to trade down with. Their ideal scenario is they trade down because they don't have a second or third pick. I think after their first round pick at six, they pick next at like 120-something, 124. Um, so they're really hurting for picks, but no one wants to trade up to six, right? So what do you do, right? Do you either take Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis, because you you can't you really go walk into next season with Sam Darnold, um, or you could go offensive line, but that means you're keeping Sam Darnold. Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield looms large, and Jimmy G loom large in this conversation, but I don't know. The Panthers could go a lot of different ways here. None of them seemingly that great for the Panthers franchise. Here's what I think. I think if the Panthers go quarterback, you could see teams like the Washington Commanders or the Minnesota Vikings taking Malik Willis at like 11 or 12. Or you could see people like the Pitt- or teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers or the New Orleans Saints trading up for a quarterback to cash in on Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett because those two look like the front runners. I completely agree. I feel like the Carolina Panthers, they don't really have a lot of draft capital to work with. Sorry, picks to work with in this draft. But I feel like if they go quarterback, some other team's going to come up with a quarterback really quickly after that. Yeah, I, I think that the Panthers are also a crucial spot here. I think that they're going to end up with Kenny Pickett. I think that's, a, that's the most likely pick for them. <clears throat> but ideally, I think that this is a team that should be taking another spot. I think that, like I said earlier about the Texans, maybe you take an offensive lineman and wait for your quarterback next year. Sam Darnold probably isn't the answer. Cam Newton, not the answer. I mean, I think that you got to wait. You can take Kenny Pickett and rush it, but you're not going to have any help for him because you don't have your second or third round pick. But here's here's the difference between the Texans and the Jets and all those teams versus the Panthers. Matt Rule has to win now. His job is on the line this season, right? So I don't think if, if you're Matt Rule, you can't afford to kick the can down the road to next year because there might not be a next year for you if you don't win this year. That's true. So I think that's what makes this Panthers pick so interesting, right? Do you try you, you delude yourself into thinking maybe that Kenny Pickett can get you to a winning record in 2023 or do you think you know do, do you hedge your bets on Sam Darnold and maybe Charles Cross or something at left tackle potentially you know hoping for a Christian McCaffrey explosion next year that gets them back to winning but I don't know I think if it's, it's a damned if you do damned if you don't situation for I, the agree. I think they're a cycle between a rock and a hard place all right so my pick uh, for the most important pick of this draft is the number nine pick, which is the Seattle Seahawks. So in our mock draft, uh, we put the Seahawks uh, as taking or trading down with the Steelers so the Steelers could jump up and pick Malik Willis. So that's one option. I think if they trade down, uh, that could start a run on quarterbacks because it's presuming that a, qu- a team trades up to draft a quarterback. But the Seahawks could stay and use their pick if they wanted to. And they have a lot of options. First of all, they could draft the quarterback themselves. Drew Locke, maybe they don't feel confident in him. Maybe you'd use that pick and take the quarterback. They could also move to offensive linemen. I think they could take a top offensive tackle if he happens to fall, whether it's Evan Neal, Charles Cross, one of those two. If, ha- if they happen to fall to nine, I think they have to snap them up. And also, I think corner seems really – I mean, Derek Stingley should be right there at nine, you know, so. That was my next one. I think corner is a really good option for them as well. Uh, Gardner, Sauce Gardner is not going to fall to nine, but Derek Stingley's up there. I think he's worthy of a top ten pick. Trent McDuffie, probably not, but if you have Derek Stingley, I think you 
might want to bite on that. I think I think the Seahawks are running to the the podium if Derek Stingley's there, and they didn't trade down. I, I think that's the easy pick that, for them. That might be, yeah. and who knows? They could if if something happens with their wide receivers, maybe they could draft another wide receiver. Uh, DK Metcalf might only be on contract for a couple more years. Tyler Lockett might get traded. Um, and then you think you could draft draft an edge as well. There's just so many options at nine, I feel like. And whatever the Seahawks do dictates what the rest of the teams will do. Uh, and it, 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 whatever they pick, I feel like teams are going to have to start drafting that position because they know that that's going to mean high demand. Yeah, I, I think the Seahawks, I think they really have a big decision. And they really kind of decide how teams like the Steelers and Saints play their drafts. Um, the Seahawks have been, you know, known to trade down. I think Pete Carroll really likes doing that. I think that might be a good decision this year, given how many needs they simply have. Um, but they could also just sit there and take the best player available and hope to compete with Drew Locke. I think, like I said, I think corner's a big need for them, offensive line as well. Um, yeah, I think the Seahawks, they have a lot of options. I just think quarterback right now doesn't seem to be the best option. I think you just roll with Drew Locke this year. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be a very good team next year, so you know, wait for a better quarterback class and then pick then. Um, and that may just be a, a Steelers fan hoping that Malik Willis drops right into their lap without <laughs> trading up. Um, but let's move on to the next segment, which is let's talk about draft busts. You know, obviously, let's preface this by saying we don't, we don't, we hope none of these guys bust. You know, all these players are, are you know, that they're all entering the NFL. We hope they succeed. But sometimes there's some red flags you can see, not personally, I'm sure they're great people, but just, you know, um, technically that, that could, you know, make them not as good in the NFL. Um, so my, my draft bust uh, for me is wide receiver Drake London uh, from USC. Look, I don't think Drake London's going to be a bad receiver. He's maybe the number one wide receiver in this draft for a reason. He's a great physical jump ball receiver, but there's a couple of red flags. First of all, he didn't run the 40, which tells me that, you know, may, there may be some speed concerns, but coupled with the fact that it's hard for him to get separation – those kinds of receivers we often see don't succeed as much in the NFL because NFL corners are far more physical, far more fast to keep up with those physical receivers, and the jump ball simply isn't as reliable. So the best receivers we see succeeding are the ones that can get consistent separation. Drake London just simply isn't that guy. Maybe he can develop it, but I don't know. If, if a team grabs him at 10 like the Jets, they may not be as happy as, you know, I, I don't know if they'd be very happy with it going forward. Yeah, I think we talked about this in the last podcast about Drake London, but he sort of screams Nikhil Harry to me, you know. A wide receiver who's not exceptionally fast, his not exceptionally great route runner, his main ability is to get jump balls. And in the NFL, when you're playing against top-level corners, you don't always win those. You know, the thing with, like, another big receiver comes to mind is DK Metcalf, but Metcalf had speed. Yeah. You know, he had another really big thing going for him. Drake London, just a big receiver. I don't know where he fits in outside of like a red zone threat. And even then, playing against top corners, simply being a jump ball threat's not enough, I feel like. All right, well, I'll move on to my bus now, um, which is coincidentally someone we were talking about earlier who is projected to be the number one pick right now, according to the uh, odds, odds books. And that's Trayvon Walker. I think I've talked to Arjun a lot about this. I hate this pick at number one. I'm sorry, but I I, 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 I abhor it, actually. What? I detest you will, it. You abhor. I abhor You dare abhor. I, I, <laughs> I dare abhor this pick because it's horrible. It's so bad. Okay, all right, I mean, all right. No, 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 Walker's no, no, good. He's no, good no, no, for no, a reason. No, hear, me out, hear me out. Listen, the Jaguars are a team that need a good pick. They've been bad for years. I think they need a safe draft pick that can help them get back to at least being a competing team. Trayvon Walker is not that guy. Aiden Hutchinson is a consistent producer. He has the talent to produce in the NFL. You should pick him. Trayvon Walker, 
listen. Here's some here's some stats for you, okay? In his entire NFL career, sorry, his entire college career, he's had 9.5 sacks. In his entire college career, he's had 13 tackles for a loss. Hutchinson had 14 sacks in one year alone and 16.5 tackles for a loss in one year alone. Okay, okay. Well, Those well, numbers are so, so much better. You know, I think Shreed knows this player, Daniil Hunter. He didn't put up any any stats in college at LSU. Look at how he is now in the NFL. Okay, Players can develop. Okay, okay, okay. Daniel Hunter has been injured for like the past like two years. But sure, outside but, of that, yeah. Sure, yeah. I'm trying to help you out here. I'm trying to support your Vikings. No, no. Let's let's tag team this together. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, Rohan, let me ask you: Who has the higher ceiling between Javon Walker and Aiden Hutchinson? Maybe Travon Walker by slight margin, and only and only because he's an exceptionally exceptionally fast defensive end. That's why, okay? He's got great power. He's got he, he he's he's a he's a great athlete, okay? He's a great athlete. But if you want a great athlete, go out and get draft Usain Bolt. I don't know. Go out and draft like a pure athlete. You're not drafting athletes. You're drafting football players. Trayvon Walker is not a number one football player. Okay, here's what I would say. I think there's a okay. very easy solution to this that isn't Trayvon Walker and not Aiden Hutchinson. His name's Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau should be the number one pick. He's an he athletic. Be. I think he should be. And, yeah, I, I think, you know, I will say, I think there's been a lot of media circus around Kayvon Thibodeau's so-called attitude issues. Dude just, like, doesn't have football as, like, his main only identity. That's the problem, basically, in the eyes of the media. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, think it's a little overblown about Kayvon Thibodeau. I agree. And I'm going okay. off that, I think Kayvon Thibodeau should be the number one pick because he has he combines the most upside and the most production. But Trayvon Walker, just no. It's a, he's he's not that guy. And the Jaguars would be making a huge mistake if they pick him at number one. And any team in the top five would be making a huge mistake if they pick him. All right. So going on to my pick. So back to the offensive end. Listen, as a Steelers fan, I don't know like I don't know how Arjun's going to take this, but I think Malik Willis might be a bust. And I'll tell you why. First of all, I feel like Malik Willis, he had, like, some of the most weakest competition in college football as a member of the, like, the Liberty Flames, right? I don't, and, like, I don't care. One of the, I don't care. The Steelers haven't picked him yet. Let I, him finish. Okay. I, I don't care. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But then the only opportunity that he had against, like, a better opponent was against Ole Miss. And he threw for less than 200 yards, yards and three interceptions. Listen, he's, he's athletically gifted. He's probably one of the most mobile quarterbacks out there, but he struggles with things like quarterback rating under pressure. Like he struggles under pressure, and like he has the lowest quarterback rating under pressure amongst the top seven quarterbacks in this draft. Listen, he's athletically gifted. I just don't know if he's NFL ready, but you know the Steelers have like one of the best like programs for like developing quarterbacks. So we'll just have to wait and see. Why are you guys assuming he's going to the Steelers first of all? He's, like, he's going to the Steelers. Okay, it's okay. the worst he's kept secret the in the NFL. It's the worst kept But I'd like to respond, Shree. And I only have two words for you. Josh Allen. Actually, let me give you another two words. Patrick okay, Mahomes. No, no, let, let me not, give you another two. Okay. Lamar okay. Jackson. Let me give you two. Let me give you two. Trey Lance. Okay, the jury still out. Yeah, no, Trey Lance sucks. I'm, if Trey Lance is good next year, you're going to be eating your My point is, is that these athletic quarterbacks who so-called can't throw mobile you know they're not good under pressure we've seen this story before and i can't wait till that story is proven wrong once again but they're going to be wearing the black and gold malik willis is going to be a fantastic quarterback jury you can tell me all the stats you want he's going to be great all right he's going to be great because if he isn't great then what the hell are we doing here right if he isn't great then what, what okay, am i okay, doing okay, with my down, life down, <laughs> down. listen okay first of all i think Wait, i just want to make this very clear i would be 
like elated if whatever I said was like completely untrue. I just want to make that very clear. But I think yeah, go I ahead, think, Rohan. I think I think that first of all, I agree with Archer for the most part. I think that Malik Willis does have a lot of upside that's worth taking, and I think that he can, if with the right team, he can develop into a Josh Allen like player. However, he could just as likely be like Paxton Lynch, you know, a small school quarterback, great arm strength, great athletic ability, but a, he just busts because he can't translate those abilities. Malik Willis struggles with a lot of things, okay? You know, he holds onto the ball for too long. He tries to dance around and make plays. He can dance around and make plays when you're playing against FCS competition. You can't dance around in the NFL. you got to stand in the pocket and make a throw. What does Patrick Mahomes do? Patrick, okay, listen. Malik Willis answer, what, what does he do? Yet. What does he do? Answer he's, my question. He's, he's Patrick, <laughs> Malik Willis is not Patrick Mahomes yet. He could be. He could be Paxton Lynch. Do you, it's a 50-50 Okay, here's a, here, let me give you a couple statistics of my own, Rohan and Shree. <laughs> um, Malik Willis had one of the highest Wonderlick scores among this class. Malik Willis has impressed in interviews with every team. Malik Willis has a great knowledge of the game. Mentally, he, I mean, like, he, he's got it down. And I just feel like, you know, Malik Willis has all the tools. He just needs a great organization to go to. And he's going to the best damn organization in the NFL. This is a certain Cecil's <laughs> propaganda. Can you please move on to the next section? <laughs> all right. Let's move on to uh, draft sleepers. Um, my draft sleeper is from the University of Cincinnati. I'm not, I, I think it's fairly simple. Alec Pierce, he's 6'3", 210. Um, I think he's he's going to be great. He's ran 4'3", 3'. Cincinnati's not a great program, much like Desmond Ritter, which I think Shree's going to talk about. Um you know, Cincinnati made to the playoffs this year, and I think, um, I think he's got all the measurables. He shows up on tape, um, and I think he's going to be a really good kind of Z type receiver who can kind of play in the slot, play out of the slot, um, be a good deep threat for a team. And I think you know teams project him in the second round. And I think he has some first round talent, and he kind of has all the measurables to go with it. Uh, what 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 would it be a good spot do you think for him to land? Um, I think. Um, possibly, I think the Chiefs would be a great spot for him if the Chiefs decide to pass on receiver in the first round. Um, the Vikings, actually, I think they could be looking for a third receiver. Adam Thielen's getting a little old. Given that speed threat with Justin Jefferson would be, a, I think, a great option. All right, so listen, Desmond Ritter, he's gotten a lot of hate, but I feel like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. He's got a big arm. I know he's had issues with passing consistency and efficiency, but... He can run just like Malik Willis, who Arjun has defended just so much over like the past like ten minutes of this podcast. I think that he would it would be a steal for the Lions to grab him up at the end of the first round. I don't know. I feel like Desmond Ritter. He had the success. You've seen it last year in college football. I don't know. Yeah, for me, he's just such an underrated player. I think that's a really good. Uh, I agree with that. I think that you know he could be. Uh... A really good player. I just think quarterbacks are hard to hit on. You know, late round quarterbacks are really, really hard to hit on. Uh, but it could be worth taking a flyer on him in the second round. You know, um, maybe some team that already has a stable quarterback, like the Buccaneers, could pick him and hope that he grows. Um, but yeah, I think that's 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 a solid sleeper. One of mine. Um, okay, I got, I got, I got one and a half. My half is this quarterback Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky. I just heard about him today. I just love him because he apparently broke the record for college football touchdowns. He threw 62 touchdowns last year. 62. That's more than Joe Burrow in his 15th season championship winning game. This dude also threw for 5,967 yards. That's almost 6,000 yards in one year. That's crazy. I don't care where you are. That's crazy. Um, he has a lot of downsides, obviously. He threw in like a mainly passing-based offense. Uh, he's probably not NFL ready, but I just found those numbers crazy. He could be a late-round pick. 
My actual sleeper, though, is this guy, Calvin Austin III from Memphis. Now, he's 5'8 and 170 pounds. This is a small guy, okay? But he can run. He's He runs a 4'3", 240. Um, he's been lethal as a kick returner and punt returner. Uh, in, last, in those last two seasons, he's put up over 1,000 yards receiving. Uh, he had 10 touchdowns uh, in his junior year, and he had 8 touchdowns last year. Sorry, 11 touchdowns junior year, 8 touchdowns last year. So this guy produces in college. Um, I think that while he is small, he provides a lot, a lot of speed. I think his 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 base might be a Rondale Moore, Moore slash Nicole Hardman type player where you try to get him on short passes or go routes and he just runs past people. Upside, dare I say Tyreek Hill. That's, that's, that's some upside. That's a lot I of think, upside. Listen, pure speed is hard to come by these days. And a 4-3-2 is blazing. I think that he can be used anywhere in the field. He's not going to be a primary receiver, I don't think. You know, I don't think he's a guy that can go up and make crazy catches. He's not going to guy that he's not going to be a guy that runs through players, but he's a guy that if you get on the ball in open field, he's dusting everyone. And he can also be used on special teams. I think that this is a really really good uh player that will fall to the third, maybe fourth round and some team, some lucky team that needs a third or fourth option uh can plug him right in and use him on gadget plays and as a really good player to to pick up some quick yards. All right, so for our final section, yeah. we're going to go on to each of us are going to get three hot takes of the draft for what we think is going to happen on Thursday. So my hot take uh, is that seven wide receivers are going to be drafted in the first round. Okay, I think that the run on wide receiver starts early. I think we start at eight, um, and the Falcons are going to take Garrett Wilson. I know there's been chatter about Jameson Williams being the number one wide receiver in this draft. I don't think that the Falcons take him because of, A, his injury, and B, I think Garrett Wilson's a better all-around player. Jameson Williams provides more speed. That doesn't mean that Jameson Williams isn't going out of the first round. I think he's the next wide receiver picked. I think Drake London will be in there. I think um, Chris Olave. Love it. Chris Olave will also get into the first round. Um, I think that you'll get Jahan Dotson, Sky Moore, and one more mystery player, maybe someone like uh, Christian Watson from North Dakota State. I think there's a lot of wide receiver needy teams in this in this um, draft. You know, you got the Chiefs, you got the Packers, you got the Titans, uh, especially in the back of this draft. There's a lot of teams who need a wide receiver, not as a primary receiver, but even a second or third option. And there's so many good wide receivers that uh, they might just end up snapping one up because they don't want to have to wait for later rounds. So I think that, you know, you could see a run of wide receivers and a lot of them get snapped up in the first round. I think that's interesting. I actually... I think the opposite may happen, um, which is that I think a lot of those teams at the back of the draft could kick it down the road, trade really? down. Like teams like the Packers and the Chiefs, for example, mm-hmm. trade down for more picks and then second round, third round, capitalize on the depth in this class. Yeah, honestly, I feel like it won't be like seven or six. Years. I think it'll be like three or four. Um, I don't really think that's a hot take from my end, but I, I don't know. I feel like I agree, like Jameson Williams, Drake London, uh, you know, I feel like those will go up pretty fast, but I, I, I got to, I don't know. I, I think the Green Bay Packers, I feel like they're going to draft a wide receiver, but Dallas Cowboys, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, actually the Buccaneers won't draft him, but I don't know. I feel like it'll be three or four, seven. I, I, I could definitely see it happening though. All right, sure, you do your um, hot take. But yeah, onto my hot take. And I know, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, but like I said, that was just my opinion, but I think Malik Willis is going to go at two to the Detroit Lions. And listen, I, I know... Like, there's just so much talent on the defensive end. They can go, like, offensive. Actually, never mind. They're not going to go offensive line. 
But I feel like the Detroit Lions, they have a pick at like 32. I feel like they could use that for a quarterback and like Desmond Ritter or something like that. But I feel like they're going to go for Malik Willis. It's a hot take for a reason, but, you know, it's the Detroit Lions. So, you know. So, you know so I have is. a couple problems with this. First, you're robbing the Steelers of Malik Willis, which yeah. just, it just cannot happen. Um, it can't, um, and it won't. Um, and the second reason is I just think if Trevon Walker goes first, there's not a more perfect player for a team, um, for, you know, a, a prospect in a team other than Malik Willis to the Steelers, obviously, than Aiden Hutchinson to the Lions. He's a Detroit kid. He's, you know, he went to Michigan. He stays in, in Michigan to go to Detroit. It's just, it seems too perfect. The, the, they have made no secret of loving him in, in the pre-draft process. I just think if he's available, they're going to take him at two. It's, it's just simple. Yeah, I'd hate that pick too. Why, why, why do teams pick upside over talent? It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I, I think that's, that's the thing about the draft, and that's what we love so much. And that, that's an interesting thing because that leads into my hot take, which is oh, – no. Look, I know we have Kenny Pickett going at six, but our mock draft is a composite of all of our thoughts. I think Kenny Pickett will drop out of the first round. Okay, no. No, no, hear me out. I think Malik Willis will be the first quarterback taken off the board. I think Matt Corral is a lot higher on teams' boards than on ours. Matt Corral was QB1 for a reason for a while. I think Desmond Ritter has risen a ton. Kenny Pickett has kind of stayed in the public eye because of how good he was during the regular season. But I think I think he's going to drop out of the first round. He doesn't have that, you know, physicality you want from and the athleticism you want. He makes good throws. I think he's an early second rounder. I think the Lions could target him at the back of the first round possibly, but I think Kenny Pickett's gonna drop, and I think he's gonna drop a lot. But yeah, I just I just I just don't agree with that. I mean, Kenny Pickett's been in the first round for a reason. I don't think he's first round talent, but in this quarterback class, he is first round talent because he's up there. He's shown that production. I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback, but he'll be a good one. But here's my here's my thing, right? There's only two to me. There's only two teams that need quarterbacks right now. There's the Carolina Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I think the Carolina Panthers could pass on. Uh, I mean, I guess you could make an argument with the Seahawks and the Falcons, but I think they they might pass on them. But two teams are expressly looking for one. Um, and I think the Steelers are going to take Malik Willis. I think they're they're going to get him no matter what. Um, I think the Panthers, if they pass on Pickett, I think a lot of other teams are going to p- pass as well. I don't know. I just I just think that teams like the Buccaneers or the Lions, who are sitting at the back of the first round, if they see Kenny Pickett drop this far, but the thing I is, feel like they got to snap him up. Okay, I mean, I guess you can make the argument for the Lions. The Buccaneers, those teams with established starting quarterbacks, doesn't make sense to me because— I mean, Tom Brady is only going to be here for one more year. Let's not lie. But that's the thing, right? Kenny Pickett, he provides you no value sitting on the bench. He's only getting older. He's already 24, I think. He doesn't provide much upside. He's a starter-ready quarterback, but he's not that good. And we saw Mac Jones. He's Mac Jones is a better prospect than Kenny Pickett last year. And he dropped all the way to 15. Kenny Pickett, he's worse. He may, and in the worst quarterback class, with teams needing less quarterbacks, he may drop further. But that's that's the beauty of the draft. You know, we can ma- make these hot takes, and they can be completely off base. But a lot of the time, not a lot of the time, but some of the time, they, they come true. Um, and this Thursday, we're going to be talking about every single pick. Our story is going to be populated basically with our thoughts on, on every pick. So we're looking forward to that. Um, and we're looking forward to hearing what you guys think of the draft when it comes, what your team's going to be picking. Um, obviously, thank you to, to Graham for coming on for the intro. That was, in my opinion, 
Probably our, our my favorite intro we've done so far. That was the most moving song I've ever heard. I was, was tearing up, actually. I, I was tearing up as well. Um, it doesn't change the fact that Dee was leaving. It does not. Um, and hopefully he realizes that even song and dance cannot get Devo back. Um, Devo's going to New York, baby. Yeah. Shanahan said, don't go to Solace Jets. He but, did. Uh, <laughs> we, we hope you guys enjoy that, too. We'll probably release the full version on Instagram. Um, and uh, we look forward. And, and, you know, next week, post-draft. After that, we may be, uh, we may be taking our foray into a different kind of court, um, if you guys know what I mean, after the draft. I mean, we can't do it on the court if the Suns are out. But we'll see. We'll see. That was a little bit of a spoiler from Rohan. No. <laughs> but um, please come. Uh, can I sing Devin Booker a song to get him back? Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see how next week goes. We'll see how on the court goes. Okay. But uh, my name is Arjun Ryan. I'm Rohan Patel. Pelicans in seven, and I'm Shreebone Condon. Shut up. <laughs>